Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. It's such a joy and a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, We just got back um, over the weekend. We went down to Tyler, Texas, uh, my sister and myself, to a conference with Sister Donna Shambach, and um, we saw so many great things take place down there, miracles, and uh, just all sorts of awesome lives touched, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and all that happened down there, and God has been so good to us, and so we had great traveling, uh, great travel uh, weather, great travel arrangements. There were a little snow on the way back, um, and a little snow up here when we were making arrangements, but all is well, and so we're back and back in the saddle again, and um, it's just been an amazing week, just riding that sort of that sort of spiritual wave uh, from last weekend, and um, we saw just healings and miracles take place in people's lives and one lady um came and she could barely lift her legs up and she just had a terrible time walking uh she had lupus and uh breathing trouble just all sorts of things wrong with her and um she got prayer and at one point she started lifting her legs up higher and higher and higher and eventually she was moving around and then we received word afterwards uh, that she had slept the full night um, and that she had no breathing problems the next day and she was just doing great and so God touched her tremendously and then there was another little girl she had juvenile arthritis and she um, she was in pain and when she walked in she was having a hard time moving but uh, by the end of the end of the service, that night, she had raised her both of her hands in the air and was moving her her hands. And uh, she said she didn't have any pain. She said she felt something she had never felt before, and it was the Holy Ghost. And uh, if you're listening to this today, I just bring you those testimonies to build your faith and let you know that God is still moving and God is still working in the earth. He still heals. He still delivers and sets free. And so um, it's exciting to see what God is doing here in the earth. And it's exciting to be a part of it. We're a part of this time. We're a part of this season where God is moving and God is doing great things. And, you know, there are a lot of people who think, well, I don't see that or I don't see uh, see healings or miracles. What do you see? Where do you see God moving? Where do you see God's hand where you're at? Because if you're feeding the hungry or if you're, uh, or if you're doing things to help people, if you're seeing people, uh, just come alive to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, there are miracles that take place every single day around us. And, uh, if we're looking for big things constantly, we miss the little miracles that take place, or we miss the things that we might think are quote unquote insignificant, you know? Um, and there is nothing that is insignificant in the body of Christ. There's nothing that's insignificant in the kingdom of God. And so we've got to begin to look at all the things that God is doing. And we've got to understand that they are the most important things 
to those people. They're the most important things to the people we're helping, to the people we're seeing get healed, to the people that we're seeing get delivered. Those are the most important things. And it might not look like a big thing to you, but it is a giant thing to those people. And it's a giant thing to God. And so if you're working in the ministry, if you're uh, if you're ministering in any capacity or if you're just out uh, and you're going to your job and you're helping people there, you're seeing lives change there, you're going to a school or wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, look for the miracles that God's working because he is doing them here in the earth and he's using us to be a part of them. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about right where you're at. God is using you to be a miracle in someone's life, to be something that ministers to someone. God is using you right where you're at. And you might feel like he's not, you might feel insignificant, you might feel whatever, but know this, God is using you right where you're at. You're shining a light for him and nothing you're doing is going unnoticed by God. It might seem small to you, but let me tell you something, it's big to other people and it's big to God. And I just wanted to encourage you with that because, you know, there are a lot of people who say, well, I wish I could, whatever, insert here. I wish I could go on a missions trip. I wish I could go to a conference. I wish I could whatever, insert whatever it is that you wish you could do there and stop right there and say, but I am doing this. I am going to work and being a light in my job. I am being a light to my family. I do have the ability to give here. I do have the ability to sow into ministry here. I do have the ability to serve and give my time here, wherever that is. So uh, don't just look at big things that God is doing. Look at everything that God is doing because it's all equally significant from the church with 10 people to the church with 10,000 people. God is moving in the earth. God is moving in the earth and he's using his blood-bought believers, the true believers, to accomplish work here in the earth. And so be encouraged today. What you're doing is important. Wherever you're at is important. And um, we get frustrated, I think, a lot of the time because we think that we should be at a certain level or a certain uh, status in our lives by certain ages or we think that we should have attained something bigger by now. But God is using you all the way to where it is you think you should be going. God's using you all the way. He is using you in every step. He's using you on every level. He's using you all the time. And so don't get discouraged and look around at where you're at and think you should be somewhere better because God's using you right where you're at. And so that's my encouragement to you today. I do have a word to you today. um, And I'm going to read from Luke chapter six uh, in just a minute. But um, I want to... Uh, I want to read to you from Galatians chapter six as well. And so let's go, um, let's go to Luke chapter six first, Luke chapter six, verse 38. And now the, the preamble to this verse, the, the verses leading up to this verse, um, are talking about judgment, judging one another. They're talking about, um, they're talking about, you know, looking at someone else's life and saying, well, they are doing this or they're doing that and judging them based on their actions. And so then it goes into this verse um, that we use a lot of the time for the offering. And I'm going to specifically say that you've got to 
Look at the context around a verse, absolutely. One of my Bible college professors used to say, Contest, context is king. Jesus is king, but context is king when it comes to reading the scripture. You've got to look at context. You've got to understand what's going on in, uh, in the word of God as it pertains to what's happening around the verse that you're reading. Because a lot of the time we pick out a verse, we pull out a verse, and we dwell on that verse and we make it apply to whatever we would like to make it apply to. Um, and that is just not the case all the time. And we've misapplied verses to certain areas of our life where they don't really apply when you look at the context in scripture. But this verse, um, I believe does apply, um, in any sense of, of what we're what we're looking at. So it's talking about judgment. And then it goes into this verse, Luke six thirty eight. It says this, give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you give others, it shall be measured to you again. Luke six thirty eight. give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you give to others, it shall be measured to you again. Now, if we're looking at this in the context of judgment, as in the verses leading up to this, uh, we will see that when you judge others, you are going to receive the same amount of judgment. If you have mercy on others, if you have grace towards others, you're going to end up with the same favor and grace from God. Um, and, and from other people as well, because people do take notice when you have grace on other people. So that does apply here, but also when it comes to our giving, because this verse does talk about giving, it says, um, if we give, it will be given to us. And what I want to bring in here is another verse from Galatians chapter six and verse seven. And the Bible says this, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap. This is the law of reciprocity. This is the law that says whatever you give out is what you're going to give back, get back in life and from God. And it just in general, there are people um, do not believe in God, but they are givers. There are people who do not believe in God. They do not have a relationship with the Lord but they are some of the most charitable people in the world. And they are uh, blessed beyond measure because of this law of reciprocity, because of this law that whatsoever you give, you get back. And I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in karma, but I believe the word of God. And um, there are a lot of people who say, well, you, you know, karma will get you. Whatever you're putting out, whatever you're doing to people, it'll get you back. If you're giving out good, it'll get you back. If you're giving out bad, it'll get you back. But it karma is not anywhere in the Bible. What is in the Bible is this law of sowing and reaping, and it works in any area. And so that's why I'm saying when you go back to Luke chapter 6, given it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom for with the same measure that you give to others, it shall be measured to you again. So this does apply to our giving when we look at the law of reciprocity found in Galatians six and seven, whatsoever a man sows that shall he reap. What are you sowing today? What are you sowing today? Are you sowing goodness? Are you sowing uh, faithfulness? Are you sowing joy? Are you sowing peace 
in people's lives? Are you sowing uh, mercy? What are you sowing in into lives today? What are you sowing into the kingdom of God today? And it does apply to money because when we sow money, the Bible is very clear that we will we will be blessed when we give money into the kingdom of God for the work of God. We are blessed. And when we give into uh, missions projects and when we give into uh, different outreaches, when we give and we see lives change, when we give to a building project, we're in the middle of a building project right now at our church. When we give into those things, it's not about the short term. It's about the long term and what God does through the long term, the people that are going to uh, come into the building and the people who are going to be ministered to in the long term. It's not just about right now. It's about in the future, the people who are going to be ministered to in the long term through a missions trip, the people who are going to be touched. Uh, you know, we go, uh, to, we love to go to Guatemala. Um, we had a trip scheduled for Costa Rica last year and it got shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. And so we're looking at different options, different ways that we can go down, uh, eventually different things that we can do. Uh, we're looking at hopefully going back down to Guatemala again. So they open up and we're allowed to, uh, go, go down to those countries in Central America. But, um, a lot of the time we're in those situations we see the short-term effects of our ministry. We see the people who are ministered to right there and then. We see people accept Jesus right there and then. We do not end up getting to see because there's no way you could really keep track of everyone that you've ministered to on those trips forever. But we don't see the long-term effects. We don't see the one person. We might see one person get saved at an event we do down uh, there and this applies to anywhere. Don't just think it's in Central America. This applies to any ministry, any area. But you might see one person get saved, and then you leave the area and you don't ever see that person ever, ever again. But what happens is that person goes to their family, and they begin to tell their family about Jesus, and they begin to uh, they begin to see their family members get saved, and they begin to see their family members. Uh, grow and begin to tell others about Jesus. And so there's an exponential growth to our, our service to ministry in the long term, but we don't often see that long term. We see the short term. We see one person get saved or one person get healed. One person get delivered. We see one thing and that's, that's what we go off of. But the Bible lets us know that when we're sowing into the kingdom of God, it's going to be multiplied. It's going to grow. It's not just going to stay with that one little bit, that one little piece that uh, we see in the puzzle. And so uh, that goes back to whatever you're doing right now for the kingdom of God. Know that it's growing and it's exponentially growing. You might be working on one person, trying to get one person to come to church, trying to get one person to see the light, trying to get one person to accept Jesus. And you never know what that person will do when they eventually uh, do come around or when they eventually, I've seen whole families get saved. I've seen whole families come to the altar that I never, ever in my life thought would. I never expected some of the people I've seen come pray at the altar, or I've never expected some of the people I've seen come and ask for healing. And God is doing a work in the earth and he's using us. And I want to use this example. 
um, because I use this example with, <laughs> with something else this week. But you know when you go to the market and you get a, a bag of potato chips, get a really good bag of potato chips, you're excited about getting them home, you open up the bag when you get it home, and everybody probably knows what I'm about to say next. You open up the bag when you get it home, and there are less than half of a bag of chips in that bag. There are less than half of a bag of chips when you, it's mostly air, right? You, you're disappointed, you're frustrated, because we all seem to remember a time when you could get a full bag of chips. But you go to the market, you get your chips, you go home, open them up, and there's less than a half a bag of chips in that bag. And you think, what in the world is going on? They're still charging me the same price, or they're charging me even more than they used to charge me, and now there's less chips in the bag. But if you look down at the side of the bag, the side of the bag says, this product is packed by weight and not volume. This product is packed by weight and not volume, and some compression takes place during shipping. That means that they measure the same weight of chips in every bag. They don't say we're going to fill the bag up. They have the same weight of chips in every bag. And when that bag is shipped, those chips get shaken down in the bag. And they, they slide closer together or they get busted up a little bit. And they slide closer together. And then when you get the bag, the chips have all sunk to the bottom And there looks like there's less chips, but there's the same amount of weight in every bag. What God does is he compresses our blessings. He says he's going to press them down. He's going to shake them together. He's going to cause them to run over. This is talking about the different ways that God measures our blessings out to us. He is going to press down. That's, That's talking about when they used to uh, make wine and when they used to make olive oil back in the times of Jesus, they would press those things. And they still do. If you go to uh, an oil refinery, an olive oil refinery, you are going to see ways that they press those olives to get the oil out of them. And when they press those olives, they crush them and, and mash them together. And what you see when they press the olives is that before they've pressed the olives to the time that after they've pressed the olives, the olives get the, the volume of olives get dramatically shorter, smaller. Um, they will have a big basket of olives beforehand. And then after they press the olives, there is just a small amount left of the olive skins. Um, and so God does the same things with our blessings. When he gives us our blessings, he pats them down. He, he presses them down and then he shakes them together. Do you know, there were times in the Bible, a lot of the people would only have one method, one basket to carry things in. So if they were going and they were getting, um, they were getting some bread and they were getting some oats and they were getting some, Uh, lentils or some beans, dried beans, they would put it all in the same basket. And what they did was they put the bigger things down in the bottom and then they would dump the smaller things in on top and they would shake it down so that they could get more 
in the basket. And uh, when you shake something down, you you pat it, you uh, shake the container that it's in to get the air out from in between those pieces of whatever's in the basket, your your corn grain or your oats, whatever it is. And so they would shake it and it would settle down and it would get that air out of there, that empty space out of there. And what God wants to do with your blessing is he wants to, he wants to press it down. He wants to shake it together. He wants to get all the air, all the empty space out when he's giving you a blessing. And then the Bible says he'll cause it to run over. He'll cause it to run over. And when God causes it to run over, he heaps it up on top. He causes the the container that your blessing is in, basically, to not be able to contain whatever he is giving to you. And those are the kind of blessings that God gives to us. And it says, men shall give into your bosom. That means that, that other people are going to bless you. Yes, it means God's going to bless you. Yes. And it says, for with the same measure that you give to others, it shall be measured to you again. When you sow, when you give into the kingdom of God, and I'm talking about money, I'm talking about time, I'm talking about however you're serving God, whatever you're doing, it will be given to you. The blessings of God will be given to you, the health, the favor, the peace. And and yes, God does bless us with money. God does bless us. I do believe that. I believe God prospers us. I believe God... Uh, is a God who loves to see his children blessed. Do you think that it gives God any joy to see his kids not be able to pay their rent and not be able to keep their electric on? Do you think that that gives God joy? No, we are supposed to be blessed coming in and blessed going out, blessed in the city and blessed in the field. We are supposed to be the most blessed people in the entire earth. And we don't get our blessings. We don't get our money by, uh, by dishonest means. We don't get our money by ripping people off. None of that. We get our blessings from God. And I believe that God wants to see you blessed completely. He wants to see every need met in your life financially. Now, does that mean God's going to drop a million dollars into your bank account? Does that mean God is just going to uh, let you win a bunch of money in the in the lottery. I don't necessarily believe that. I believe that as God took his children through the wilderness, he gave them manna for their day. Give us this day our daily bread, right? He gives us exactly what we need when we need it. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I have had a need and that need, just the right amount of money comes in for that need. Let me tell you something. God is faithful to provide what you need when you need it. And God is, is a blesser. He loves you so much. He'll bless you and make sure that you're taken care of when you need it. But that doesn't always mean God's going to give you more than you need so that you can just live high on the hog and and not have any sort of accountability. Listen, God is not going to bless you to the point where it makes you completely lose the need for faith in him. God's not going to bless you to the point where you don't have to trust him anymore. God is going to bless you as you need it, when you need it. And he's going to keep you trusting in him. And so whenever you need something, if you've already sowed, if you've already given, uh, if you're constantly giving into the kingdom, if you're constantly 
uh, making kingdom work happen, if you're constantly uh, serving and giving your time, whatever you need, God's going to meet your need when you need it. And um, I'm not saying that God doesn't want you even to live comfortably. What I'm saying is God is not going to give you a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of possessions if it's going to make you uh, to the point where you don't need him any longer. God wants you to have faith in him. And so I'm encouraging you today, whatever it is that you're doing for the Lord, and if you're not doing anything for the Lord, if you're not giving to the kingdom of God, if you're not sowing uh, financially, if you're not serving with your time and your energy and your talents, if you're not um, working for the Lord in any way, I encourage you, get to work for the Lord. There's a lot of work to be done in the kingdom of God. And I'm talking, you don't have to have a microphone and have a TV channel and you don't have to have any of that. There's work to be done on the daily at your local church or wherever you're at. There's work to be done daily to make the kingdom of God go farther and, and go forward. So from everyone from the church janitors to uh, the people who help set up dinners to uh, the ushers. I mean, there is work to be done for the kingdom of God and we've got to get to work. So, um, my encouragement to you today is to start giving. If you don't give, give your time, give your money, whatever it is that you have to give and watch God bless you back. Watch God bless you back. Watch God pour into your life exactly what you need when you need it and watch him make a difference in what you're you're seeing. Watch miracles start to happen. Watch breakthroughs take place. Watch all sorts of things happen in your life that you never thought possible. But it doesn't happen if you don't do anything on your end. You've got to begin to move on your end. Because the Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. It the initial motion, the initial action is on our part. Whatever we give out is what we get back. And so my encouragement to you today is this. Start giving, start serving, start doing something for the Lord and watch what he does. And if you're in need, guess what? The best way to have those needs met is to begin to give and begin to serve, begin to put out, begin to serve in the kingdom of God and God will put back into you exactly what you need. If you have a financial need and you say, I absolutely cannot give uh, during this time. My, my finances are down. My, uh, my ability to sow money is absolutely a zero. Give a minimal amount. Give a minimal amount to the kingdom of God. And you know, I, I don't ever take up offerings on these podcasts. I don't ever ask for money on these podcasts. I'm not even saying that this, this is totally funded by me. Um, whatever money I have to pay out to be on this podcast is funded by me. Um, but what I am saying, what I am saying is give to your local church, give to a ministry that you know is being faithful to God. Give a minimum. If you only got a quarter to sell, if you only got a dollar to sell, begin to sow that, begin to sow that. I'm telling you, I've seen $5 seeds 
do miraculous things. I've seen a $5 gift turn a situation completely around. And um, I'll probably share different uh, different examples of that um, as the days go forward. But I want you to know, and if you say, I absolutely can't give any money, give your time. Give, begin to give your time. Show up at church. Say, what can I do to help? Can I hold the door open and hand somebody a bulletin? Or can I give somebody a welcome packet? Can I wipe a table off? Can I vacuum? Whatever it is. If you don't have any money at all to sew, but you can give some time. If you can uh, help make phone calls or if you, (laughs) whatever it is, God will honor that. And all you have to do is start small. He says, if you give out, if you put out from yourself, he will give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He's going to cause blessings to run over in your life when you begin to give, when you begin to sow of your time, your talents, your efforts, your money, any sort of, uh, any sort of situation. So begin to give today if you're not already. If you are giving, if you are sowing your time, if you are sowing your money, I encourage you and challenge you to step it up a notch. Sometimes, listen, I get comfortable in my giving. I get comfortable um, with the amount that I give sometimes, with the amount that I do sometimes. I get comfortable. And when we get comfortable, that's often a good sign that it's time to step it up, that it's time to go further, that it's time to do more. And so... If you're already a giver, if you're already a server, step it up. Step it up. Go forward. Um, Do more. I pray that you've been blessed by this podcast. I do want to pray for um, anyone who's listening who does not know the Lord. I want to pray a prayer. And if you pray this prayer along with me, you're going to begin to start a relationship with the Lord, and I would love to talk with you more about that. But for now, I'm just going to pray this prayer. And if you pray this prayer, get a hold of me, let me know, and I would love to have some dialogue with you about your relationship with the Lord, about the walk that you're starting with Him. If you want to pray this prayer, just pray it along with me. Mean it in your heart. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. I believe that He died on the cross and rose again. And I believe that the blood he shed on that cross has the power to cleanse me from all sin. So forgive me, wash me clean, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and help me to live for you every single day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, please get a hold of me, let me know, and I would love to give you some pointers and talk to you about some things. But thank you everybody else for listening to this podcast today. Uh, If you need more information about where you can give, where you can sow, what you can do, uh, you can get a hold of me as well. I would love to talk to you about that. I know that giving is always a difficult point for some people to talk to talk about. But let me tell you something. I have seen God bless and I know that God is faithful to do what he said he would do. And so I get excited when it's time to give. I get excited when it's time to serve. And that's what I love to do. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. It's time to do the work of the Lord. We don't have a lot of time left, but we do have work to do. So let's get busy. Let's sow. Let's give and let's serve and see God move in these last days. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.